Every Christian mom and dad longs to see their kids walking with Jesus, knowing Christ. But at some point, uh, you and I have got to let go and let our kids have their own walk with God, however that looks like, whenever it starts to really take shape and form. How do you let go, though, and trust your child in God's hands? I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Danny Huerta, who heads up our parenting team. And Danny, is there a kind of a general age these days when kids either start to get serious about God or kind of drift and say, not now? Hmm. It really varies with personality, but I would say on, on average 12, 13 wow. is when they start to own the faith or begin to question it. Little questions start to, uh, to either choke it out or create a deeper faith. And I see kids at around 16, 17, 18 begin to step away in certain, with certain behaviors, maybe mm-hmm. not fully, but then college really takes them far away from it potentially or towards it. So there's a momentum that is created at around 12, 13 that slowly continues. So mm-hmm. be paying attention to those little shifts. And, and I want to be careful with that because it's normal to question our faith, and yes. we need to. We need to make sure this is what we believe because we are. when you believe in something, you are essentially saying, I would give my life for this, and I want to, I want to point my life towards mm-hmm. this. So you, you need to own it. And uh, at 24, 25, 26, there's, there's a key transition potentially back to the faith if somebody's stepped out. So there is hope with, with that, a window of hope where kids do step back if there's been a stepping away for a time. Yeah, I think the stats are fairly hopeful that not all who wander are lost, if I can mm-hmm. uh, quote that author, J.R.R. Tolkien. Um, we have some further encouragement for you on this from Kay Wyma. Now, she's raised her five children. And uh, here she is now with Focus on the Family President and author Jim Daly. Well, you mentioned that, the spiritual things that you've seen your kids learn. Talk mm -hmm. about the more spiritual depth that you're experiencing. There's an ownership that comes. I want for them to own their relationship with the Lord. It's the greatest thing ever. And I I look at even in, in Scripture, Jacob owned his relationship with the Lord when he wrestled. He really did. It was before that, it was the God of my father and the God of my grandfather. When he wrestled and owned that relationship, it changed something. And for my children, I want the same thing to happen in their relationship with the Lord as they navigate life and own things that are all around them. They learn that their space actually is something that they can take care of, as ridiculous as that is. They also learn that there are people around them living it with them. And so it gets their eyes off of themselves, which is the problem with entitlement. Mm. The biggest problem with entitlement is narcissism. And there's nothing good that comes on the other side of narcissism. Well, and you think about it in our culture today, a lot of us as parents, we're creating little narcissists. I mean, and the narcissist is just that that self-focus. That's what we talk about. If you don't know the word, it's just a person who's self-absorbed. Right. And uh, it's all about them. And they're learning that the world is telling you it's not all about you. And that can be hard. And, And I think in that, to give the parents a breather, it's something that we are told we should do. We right. are. We really are. It's like you're a good parent if you do that. At, <laughs> right. right. And it's like that's the bad message. So right. together, don't walk it alone together. Let's say no to that message and say yes to I'm going to do my best and allow my kid to fail. I'm going to do my best. They can turn in their home. I'm not going to look at the backpack. They can do it themselves. 
and it works. My youngest child, who we started this when he was three, navigated, and this sounds silly, navigated first grade 100% on his own. I'm not even sure I ever looked at his homework folder the entire, which is pathetic on my part, I'm sure. No, if he was he doing it, you soared. didn't need to. It was fascinating. And I sat for a moment going, that's so interesting, because we had four other people go through that same experience. And it was different with each one, but I didn't have any sore quite like he did, just in the cape, you know, falling, getting up, falling. He just did it on his own. And I wondered, did it have something to do with the fact that he has, he really knows what it's like, not in some perfection way. I'm not type A. I am 100% flaky. I rarely follow through. And I'm a procrastinator. I've got it all going against me. <laughs> Self-profession. Right. And so if, if that kid can do it growing up in a home like that, <laughs> the listeners that have it together... <laughs> Oh, my gosh, please, because it's really exciting to think about what these kids are going to do to society when they are met with it. It's exciting with all that they will be able to do with not seeing mountains as obstacles, but as opportunities. That's exciting. Well, Kay Wyma, author of the book Cleaning House, a mom's 12-month experiment to rid her home of youth entitlement. Uh, (laughs) This has started the conversation, and if you need help, That's why Focus on the Family is here. We'll provide resources and tools to improve your parenting skills, which I think all of us need that, John. Mm -hmm. And uh, Kay, it's been great having you here at Focus. Thanks for being with us. Thank you so much. It's a blast. Well, Danny, what an amazing story from Kay about allowing her son to navigate first grade. I mean, it seems so counterintuitive. Uh, I'm sure there are lots of parents who are saying, "Uh uh-uh, not going to happen. When they turn 18, I'll let go. Maybe. How do you coach a parent to lean into that fear and just accept it and move on? Yeah, like we said in the in the previous one, there's there's strength found in in the struggle. We want to teach our kids how to grow, and that begins by pushing them beyond what feels comfortable, what feels good to them. And uh, I know with Lexi uh, early on, she had moments where she said, "Dad, I I don't want to do it." And I know I knew she could, and I knew it would stretch her. And I said, well, is it that you don't want to do it because it feels uncomfortable? Uh, You're afraid of certain things? She would say, yes, or I don't think I can do it. And I would ask her the why not? Well, why why would you not just try it out? And we still love you. Everything's the same. You just maybe didn't do it quite like you wanted to do it. And I tried to separate her from perfection. I told her perfectionism is not your friend. It's telling you lies. Mm -hmm. I want you to embrace being able to grow and be imperfect because then you learn how to depend on God, which is even better than trying to be perfect. And so helping her see that life is not about a show being on a theater, on a platform to show your perfection. Life is about being shaped and to grow and to become more like who God created you to be. Mm -hmm. And you can't do that without taking risks along the way. So with our kids, a parent that's afraid of that, what you're doing is you're projecting your own fears. Why is it so scary for you to see your child struggle Mm -hmm. and wrestle through hard times? Because this is actually something that could be very, very helpful to your child. It's empowering to enable them to kind of step up and have some ownership. I mean, Kay talked about her first grader. Is that too soon for a lot of kids? Not necessarily. My daughter has told me, she said, Mom and Dad, when you pushed me, you, I've noticed that it was actually, it turned out better than I thought. It was actually something very good for me. And even though I didn't like it, and I still don't like it when you guys do that, 
yet I see the reason why. And it takes knowing your child. There could be a first grader that is more mature and is very driven, and they can be pushed a little more. And you may have a more timid, uh, more peacemaker-type child that is more fearful. Mm -hmm. And in that fearfulness, you need to to balance that out where you're not putting them in a place where it's going to create a traumatic experience for them in, in their perception. It takes some wisdom. And uh, have them take little steps of, of risk early on, and then you can grow those as they get older. Yeah, and I would just say, hey, mom and dad, you're going to fail in this process yourself, mm-hmm. and that's okay. That's very you know, you, you get redos, and kids are remarkably resistant and wonderfully forgiving uh, if you're trying, if you're coming from a point of really just wanting to help them out of a good heart. And if, if you don't have all the tools or you execute poorly, it's okay. Uh, keep trying. And you're going to find more practical wisdom and uh, biblical insights from Kay Wyma in her book, Cleaning House, A Mom's 12-Month Experiment to Rid Her Home of Youth Entitlement. It's a great title and a superb book. Get a copy from us here at Focus on the Family. Uh, we'd invite your donation. Uh, your financial contributions are the fuel that keep this engine of Focus uh, running well and offering encouragement to parents literally around the world through podcasts like this and so much more. Donate today. Be generous with a one-time gift or a monthly pledge of any amount, and uh, we'll send a copy of that book by Kay Wyma to you. Again, the title, Cleaning House, A Mom's 12-Month Experiment to Rid Her Home of Youth Entitlement. All the details to donate and get the book are in the show notes. We also have several free articles online, so when you're there, be sure to look for the uh, article called Responsible Kids Don't Just Happen. It's related right to what we've been talking about today, and I think you'll find it uh, really helpful. Next time, we'll hear from Becky Harling about ways to be a good listener to your kids. For now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for joining us for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. As a parent, it's easy to find myself sitting backseat to my kids in the back seat. It's tough to be a step ahead. In full honesty, I'm pretty hard on myself when that happens. But I've found Practice Makes Parent, a podcast from Focus on the Family, hosted by Dr. Danny Huerta and Rebecca St. James. It helps me be more intentional and not feel alone when things get tough. Everything they share is practical and well-practiced, and I can use it right away. Listen to Practice Makes Parent wherever you get your podcasts.